Welcome to the Dystopian Renaissance. We cover spirituality, healing, consciousness, and truth in this chaotic world we live in. It's important to get out of the matrix, and we'll do just that with biohacking, nutrition, spiritual awakenings, alternative healing, and freedom. This is the Dystopian Renaissance, and this is your host, Johnny Sage. I'm sitting with Catalina today. She's an intuitive reader, a Reiki master, and a combo practitioner. So how'd you get started all this? What did you get called to healing? When did you awaken? Well, I mean, I've always been, I guess I've always been spiritual. I've always been weird. And then I did grow up in a crazy household and I kind of, um, you know, kept to myself, learned to be quiet, didn't really want to step outside the normal stuff. And then as I got older, you know, I settled into the life that you're expected, you know, met somebody, got married, you know, did all that good stuff, had a good, have a good job, have all that stuff. And um, I thought that that would ease my anxiety, the depression. And it started, I want to say like 2018, it started to come back like worse than ever. And by that time I had seen therapists, I have, you know, been on the pharmaceuticals, all that stuff and nothing was helping. So, you know, unfortunately I was struggling with um, thoughts of, you know, suicide and all that not pleasant stuff and a friend just kept telling me she's like hey so you should try meditating or like come to like these meditation circles and I'm Mexicana I'm like I don't know about that <laughs> stuff you know I'm, I'm not sure about that and then, yeah when I would hear about the whole healing thing I'm like oh I'm good <laughs> <laughs> but um she invited me into like she's like come check out a shamanic sound bath and I'm like okay I have nothing to lose at that point I had nothing to lose so I go and it was funny because, you know, they set it up all ceremonial. And I'm just like, all right, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the, the facility, yeah, because it's different. You know, if you've never been there, you see like, you know, the drums and the pillows. And I'm just like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> and, um, I, you know, the, the facilitator, she starts talking about like, okay, she starts like letting us know what we're going to do. She's like, we're going to start playing some sounds. All you got to do is relax. I'm like, all right, whatever. And she's like, remember, if someone's like crying or having a moment, give them space. I'm like, who's going to cry? You know, sure enough, <laughs> <laughs> I was the one. The only one? I was like the one that had the ugly cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. But um, <clears throat> yeah, no, I just remember she started playing these sounds. And I was just kind of like, okay, I started to feel anxious again. And I was like, what's going on? Because my body started kind of, you know, trembling. And I was just like, I don't like this. I felt really uncomfortable. And then she came up behind me and she's like, can I touch your shoulder? And the minute she touched my shoulder, I just like cried, like ugly. Like it was just like my face swelled up. I was not cute. It was horrible. <laughs> I get home and my husband was um, looking at me and he's like, what happened? <laughs> he's like, I thought you went to go get better. He's like, your face is all red. And I was just like, I don't know. They started playing sounds. They start crying and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then um, after that, I sat with it for a few days. And I'm like, there's something to that. Because I felt like something wanted to get released. So, like, I just felt like there was trauma there that I had been suppressing. So with that experience, I start, you know, kind of going in and sitting in more circles. I started taking some just, uh, like, classes on how to learn about like herbs and teas and stuff like that and just learning to sit with myself for three minutes and meditation and pretty much went off from there like just went out you know yeah yeah, yeah. it was kind of funny because when you said I was crying it was bad at first I thought you meant the sound bath I'm like, well yeah like all those sounds like I don't know what it was I just like I said I was really skeptical I don't want to believe in any of this stuff I was just like I had nothing to lose at that time and then when all of that started happening and I started feeling all this energy and then I felt that release of, you know, unfortunately, all this sadness and all this stuff I had been holding. And I was like, okay, maybe it's not time to, like, I've realized I can't keep suppressing it anymore. Like, it need, needed to come out. Yeah, that's interesting you said how, because I was like the same way. I, I didn't know that we were supposed to heal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah was, exactly. No one really tells you this. No, they and, don't. And you think just by, like, sucking it up and moving on, like, that's the way to deal with it and go forward. And I think that's a, how it enters society. It is, it gets ingrained into you. Yeah. Well, I, at that time, you know, I'm very much a part of, um, 
the MMA community, like I'm now phasing out. But at that time, I was really invested because I was like, oh, it's like that hardcore, like you suppress everything, you go, you punch and kick and, you know, take it out on the mat. You don't feel your feelings. You like take it out on the person in front of you <laughs> or whatever. And then I started to realize like that was just doing more harm than good. You know, that was, um, I mean, it's good because it builds your strength and your, pre- like it builds you up, but also you neglect a lot of the, your real self. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, there's some good points there. That's yeah. what I was taught. Like, oh, just go jogging, just punch it out. And yeah. that's how a lot of, even like some of my friends think they should deal with anything that goes wrong. And and there's definitely benefits to getting exercise. Yeah, of course, of course. But at the same time, it's kind of just neglecting what's really causing those feelings. So I, I think it's just a temporary relief, you know, pressure relief valve. Yeah, well, it's like the whole, like, fake it till you make it. And I was like, okay, I faked it enough where I got to a good spot, but I'm like, oh, my God, but why do I still feel like shit? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, like, I was like, I still, I felt, um, I thought at that point, you know, every I should be golden. Like, I thought everything should be good. I was on route for a happy track and happy life and the anxiety and depression came back worse than ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was faking it, but I never made it. So <laughs> <laughs> that's why I knew something had to change. <laughs> It was, yeah. And yeah, that I know what you mean about martial arts because that's what I really liked growing up as a kid, participating in that. And be, because it's, there is like a lot of good parts to it too, like oh, the yeah. discipline. And, yeah. but at the same time, now that I resensitize myself, I, I'm like, oh, I don't really want to hurt someone. Or the self defense yeah. aspect's good, but <laughs> it, yeah. it's a new perspective for me now, you know? Exactly. Now I'm just all weird about the energy part. I'm like, oh, if you got funky energy, I don't want to roll with you. (laughs) I'm so weird weird about the whole thing now. Yeah. There's one of my teachers. She does this thing, whatever's like, she's going to touch someone. She says like, clean my energies. It touches them, clean their energies. It touches me. And I'm thinking, you can't do that in an MMA fight. No, you, know? you can't, especially like jujitsu. Like they're all up in your personal space, yeah. <laughs> you know? So just like intertwining the whole time. Yeah, and yeah. You're right. I've never considered the energetic aspects of that. Yeah. It, now, now that I'm really like, now I'm all in like to the spirituality and everything. I'm just like, oh, I'm really iffy with who I train with. I'm iffy on like how my mood is the day of training you know like now i know if i'm not really there mentally i just chill out because it takes more out of me yeah 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 and so how what was the first modality you learned and why did you want to do it the first modality well i think for me i was always into the cards like tarot cards but it was something that I did in the closet, <laughs> you know, like I had my decks and I had like my Ouija board, but I always had it hidden because, you know, I don't want anybody to know that I was a closet witch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I guess in a way I didn't want to like really admit for myself. I was just drawn to it. So um, I actually, I think what, what it was is I ended up um, enrolling in a death bullet course because I've had a few situations where I've had to be by the side of, you know, people transitioning. And um, some of them, you know, we saw the time coming and some unexpectedly were like, uh, you know, it's just it's that's a really that's a really hard area of my life to address. But I ended up enrolling in these um, courses and with the um, there was one of the girls in there. She's a card reader. And I was really fascinated on watching her shuffle. Like I could see her talking to her decks and I could see her communicating. And I was like, I want to be like her. So I asked her, I'm like, hey, I was like, I want to do what you do. And she's like, you already do it. I was like, what? And then she's like, you do it. She's like, you know what you're doing. She's like, you just don't believe in yourself. And um, she taught me how to start playing with them and start building my confidence. And I started just like pulling cards for friends. And I guess that's what opened it all up. And uh, and were your friends open to it at first? Or like, what is no, she doing? a lot of them. Well, I have a lot of new friends now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of them, you know, as I guess what makes cards scary is the fact that they do tell you the truth. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't want to see or hear the truth, you know. And um, so I've noticed that it did take me a while to find people that were comfortable with it. And it did take because of that, it took me a while to build my confidence. But I realized the minute like I was just like, OK, I think like I'm, you know, I was getting good feedback and I stopped thinking about it so much. The more I stopped thinking about it so more so much, the more natural it became. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you mean, like. 
why a normie would be scared of it yeah. because supposedly like some of those readings I heard with Vedic astrology, they can predict the day you're going to die. And Oh, <laughs> well, <clears throat> for me, I think what I've come to learn is they pretty much give you, <clears throat> sorry, more insight and like guidance and clarity about a situation. You know, like I always tell people, I was like, take what resonates, leave what doesn't. You have free will, you know, nothing set in stone. So like that right there should help you know, alleviate some of the fear, but they will, you know, I, I, I don't like it when they're honest with me, but they'll show me the reality of the situation. And, you know, from there, it's up to me whether or not I want to choose the appropriate actions to address it, you know? Yeah. No. Yeah. I've worked at various healing stores and they'd have readers and psychics there. And one thing I learned is, have you noticed there's a lot of bad readings and psychics? Yes. Yes. Um, well, I think like with me, sometimes I worry that sometimes it's kind of sounding a little too, uh, how do you say, um, they kind of sound repetitive because a lot of times they go back to just self-love, doing your self-care, doing your self-work, you know, and at the end of the day, that's, you know, it should be common sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think at the same time, people easily forget on the daily that, you know, you have to put yourself first to get things done, you know, like what's right to you, like in the, in accordance to what's true to you. Yeah. It, yeah. Cause that's, that's what I noticed too. It's like, it's a lot of the readers are psychics. Like every reader would be like, Oh, you're going to find someone. You're going to get a new job oh. for <laughs> just telling yeah. you what I'm like, Oh, yeah. this is a great reading. Yeah. This is thank you. And I'll come, they come back and, but that's, that must be hard. Have you felt that's hard as an aspect telling the truth? Like, what do you see the not so good stuff? You know what? I always do my best. That's why um, I post those pick a card videos. I always do my best to navigate the information coming in the most nice, like polite way as possible because I've seen people get so scared. <laughs> and, you know, like myself, I get scared too sometimes. So I always do my best to deliver it. But if it's something there that I know that needs to be addressed and it can't be ignored, like I'll be like, hey, like tough love, but you need to hear this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? And those, uh, those videos you post are great. So at, towards the end, I'll make sure to oh, thank you. You can give a shout out so people know where to okay. find them. Yeah, I like to have fun with them. Um, lately, they've been more positive. But in the beginning, I felt like when 2020 and all that stuff was going on, it was really like, whoa, all kinds of chaotic energy. But I think now you're starting to get a feel for the people that are ready to like move on creatively and more positively. And then, I don't know, like the rest of the crowd. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a hard time right now to find. But I think it's the best time to find your purpose. It seems like those are the two types of people now, the ones that are just kind of grudging along and just waiting for things to get back yes. to normal and other people that are really using it to turn inwards. There's a lot of self-discovery, yes. finding meaning and purpose, self-analysis. Yeah. That's one thing that I've, I've come to find like these last two years is, um, People, you know, you were told to sit with yourself. How are you going to do it? Were you going to do it in a productive way? Or were you going to sit there and dwell and keep wanting to go back to the normal? And it's not going to be, you know, normal changed. You know, I think moving forward, people are going to start, you know, exploring more creative ventures and doing things that are more heart-based because they've had that time to sit with themselves. This is a great time, even for people that aren't, don't have, aren't inclined towards business to yeah, start their own business. Exactly. We have these tools, the internet, that it's, it's, I, I wasn't a business person by any means, but once you find what you like doing and it has a good value to other people, you it, it comes together, I found. Yeah. Well, I feel like it's like the rise of the entrepreneurs now, <laughs> you know, cause everybody just got home and like, well, mo most people I talk to have been home and they got more creative. Like they've, you know, they start either producing more music or whatever it was that called to them. You know, myself, I started exploring more, you know, tarot, Reiki, all of that. So I feel like it just made you become more who you are. Reiki. What, yeah. how did you get introduced to that? And well, what lineage? Well, Reiki is the same thing with the sound bath because I was like, okay, why does she touch me? Why did it freak me out so bad? You know, cause I had never felt anything like that. And then, um, when I was going to Peru, I was having like these really the first time I ever went, I was, um, my anxiety and depression were really bad. So I was having like these nervous, uh, what do you, when you break out in full body hives from like being so anxious and I was trying everything. I went to the doctor and they were like, we can't find anything wrong. So I'm like, well, fine, I'll go try Reiki. And I went, I sat in, in a few sessions and I realized like I was getting better and I started to like it. And, um, I've always, it's funny because I am and I'm not an affectionate person. Like I'm affectionate if I, if I care for you and you're in my like bubble. I'm really picky. Um, but like 
<clears throat> I notice when, you know, someone's touching me or like I'm like nurturing on someone, I could feel and I didn't realize then that I was getting messages. So one of like, for example, one of my first um one of my first clients, she was a friend. She came over and I did Reiki on her and I was practicing. And the whole time I'm working on her, I'm like, why do I feel like she's going to get pregnant? <laughs> and I kept getting this message, like, you should tell her to be careful because she's going to get pregnant. And I'm like working on her and I'm like, no, I'm just like, I know she's got a new man. Maybe she's just getting it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. So anyways, um, she looked at me. She's like, everything cool? I'm like, yeah, yeah, everything's good. Uh, two weeks later, she's like, did you know I was pregnant? And I'm just like, uh, why? <laughs> she's like, cause she's like, you were making a face and she's like, I just found out I'm pregnant. And I'm like, I kind of felt something, but I wasn't sure, you know, I was just thinking maybe I was just making like, okay, I know she's in a new relationship. I don't know. <clears throat> that's, that's interesting because that, that's the first gift I found I had. I was more inclined towards being clairsentient, which yeah. is why I like the Reiki the best. Cause I picked the most stuff up. Yeah, like that's one thing. Like now I notice when I work, I feel like the Reiki I do is very different because when I'm touching certain parts of the body, <clears throat> I could feel um, I do get messages and I could see why there's blockages there and I could help them, you know, I'll, I'll like after if they're open to it. I'll, <clears throat> sorry, my throat's all dry. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll like deliver the messages and tell them like, hey, like maybe your throat, like your throat's hurting because you haven't been speaking your truth or, you know, your head, you're too much in your, um, if I feel a lot of energy in their head, their crown chakra, I'm like, you're kind of too much in your head. You're blocking messages, trying to get, you're blocking your intuition, whatever it is, you know? So that's one reason I love Reiki, but even Reiki, I've come to realize it's kind of hard for people to ease into because I tell people right off the bat, the hardest part is going to be for you to relax, you know, and people realize it's really hard to relax. Yeah, there was, I had a client who was saying just, I had three previous sessions and his, one of them, he didn't enjoy that much, but it was on him <laughs> because he said he just didn't know how to relax or let go, yeah. which it was crazy because I was... I was wrapped tight in like certain parts of my life and anxious, but I always could at least let go during a Reiki session. That wasn't a problem. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed with a lot of my clients, um, it's really hard for them. Like they'll get in there and they'll be really excited. And then the minute I start doing Reiki on them, I could feel their like, and then they'll be like, oh my God, that was so hard to relax. And I was like, yeah, I was like, unfortunately you start to realize like it's hard, like sitting in a silent room with somebody, you know? Yeah. yeah. And Combo. Combo. Some shamanic sound bath as well. As. <laughs> uh, combo. What, what would you like to talk about with combo? Like my first time or how I got involved in combo? Yeah. How did someone, how'd you hear about it? We saw it like, oh, you got to try this. Well, combo, the first time I heard about it, I went to Peru for ayahuasca. So I was actually driving into Iquitos and um, the taxi driver was like, oh, like, are you going to do combo before ayahuasca? I'm like, what's combo? And he starts telling me about it and he's like, oh, it's a frog. And they stress it out and they do, you know, venom. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm good. And then he's like, yeah, it's like a really intense. I'm like, no, I definitely don't want to purge like that, you know. But then um, I ended up going and I did ayahuasca. And then I was like, okay, well, now I felt like I needed more of Olympia, like a better cleanse. And I heard that the um, combo would help with that. So when I came back, I found the spot in Santa Ana and I sat in, in a few cer ceremonies. And the first time we're like, this is great. Oh, the first time I left, I'm like, I'm never doing that again. <laughs> never. Like, I was just like, I was driving home. Like, why did I sit through that? Like, I thought I was going to die. My face swelled up <laughs> like a frog. My It was horrible. And then I think like I took a day or two of rest. And then I felt that energetic shift of like, oh, something moved. You know? Yeah, it's that's what how it was for me. It was the benefits yeah. Because afterwards, I just got this state of relaxation I hadn't really felt before. For the rest of the day, I was just in the zone. Yeah, yeah. And my first experience was a little crazy. Uh, I was in a smaller group ceremony, and the combo itself wasn't that bad. It, it was rough. I mean, as it's always going to be. Yeah. But the hardest part for me was probably like the hop in the Sananga, the first time, believe it oh, or not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Sananga is rough. Sananga is really rough, yeah. And I was like the only first timer there. And for the Sananga, I went first and she didn't tell me it was, the practitioner didn't tell me it was going to burn. So I just got the drops in and I'm like, oh, I'm like, this is burning. This is, this is supposed to be. She's like, yeah. And I'm just, I, it was just so embarrassing because I just like went up to the front and 
I couldn't do anything. So yeah. And I was like, am I going to go blind or what's <laughs> happening here? You had no idea what was going on. No clue. So yeah. I like to do my research before I do something. So that's why, yeah, if someone threw something on me like combo down in Peru where you can't really look it up as well or ask yeah. people about it, it's, I would have been more hesitant and have done it back in the States too. Well, yeah, especially because I, I had never heard about it. And this guy's like, well, I'll go to your room and do combo. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know you, sir. I'm not coming to my room to do something I've never heard of before. <laughs> yeah, because I, I trade for combo down there. And yeah. there, uh, when we were at the Mozzi's Village, they suggested we do this medicine that I still don't know the name of it to this day. They still haven't provided it. But basically, oh. they whack your back with a subthorny stick. So you got like these thorn marks all over your back. Like to break the skin like combo does? To break the skin yeah, like combo does. Only, yeah. Except with like, instead of minor burns, it's getting whacked with a stick, thorns. And what do they do? Like, does it have like a poison, like a, a medicine in there? Or? Yeah. And you get flu-like symptoms for two days, I think. It's awful. You're just going to be lying down the whole time. Oh, wow. <laughs> but supposedly after that, that it's a complete reboot. So you feel better than you've ever been before. I've never heard of that one. I've seen like the, what is it? The bullet ants that they put in the glass. I'm like, definitely not doing that. But I don't think there's any medicinal purpose. That's just like, I guess, like uh, something that they do to prove like. Right um, a passage. Yeah, right yeah. a passage, right? But like, I'm like, I didn't hear about that. I've never heard about that. Well, now you know what to explore <laughs> next time you're down there. So, so they whip you. And, then yeah. <laughs> a, and it's for your own good. Yeah, I don't know if they'll come to your room and, and do yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. Over there, I'm surprised at like what they could get a hold of for you. You know, I'm just like, oh, yeah. Like, I remember the first day I was there. They were like, oh, they were offering me this other stuff. That, um, they're all like, why are you here? I'm like, ayahuasca. They're all like, oh, we got rapid combo. I'm like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> you guys got everything I need. <laughs> yeah, the street vendors just drive yes. around on the motorbikes just with bags and everything, <laughs> just try to sell you kilos of hop yes, it's like yes. what i need that much for i know it's like they have everything i'm like okay i just i'm okay i'm beginning here let me start off slow <laughs> yeah like i'm not gonna be able to do all this in yeah, the week I'm gonna and then they're like, you can take it i'm like oh, wait what i could take this back i'm like i don't know what's going on i'm not you know yeah i'm being careful <laughs> how did how was your experience in Peru otherwise? Oh, I love Peru. I love like um the first time I went it was my first time ever traveling anywhere by myself. And that's when I was at, actually at the peak of my anxiety and depression. So the whole time I'm going there I'm like anxious and just freaking out at the airport and just trying to freaking get to where I'm going. And then um I met Nancy. She owns a retreat center that I go to. I mean her just clicked. She feels like a big sister and then the retreat center I go to it's like family. So you take the boat up to the, you know, jungle and you have this big old chunk of jungle to yourself for a couple, you know, days and it's beautiful. I love it. And it's so good you found a good place oh, because yeah. there's some not so good places too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard like I'm very blessed. Um, It's in the middle of the jungle, but it feels like luxury, you know? So it's just, I mean, yeah, we have power. I want to say the power is from like 6 to 9 p.m., and, you know, besides that, you're like dealing with all the bugs and stuff, but I, you get used to it. <laughs> yeah, the bugs are insane. another level down there. Yeah, they're insane. Like, I just remember I was so thankful for the mosquito net. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how you have to sleep like in the yeah. mosquito net. And I would still usually wear fully clothed anyways, just in case something came in there. Oh, yeah. No, when I go, they, I get bitten up like crazy. They like Mexican down there. I have mosquito bites everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. And that's what, I mean, there's mosquitoes are everywhere. Like the, yeah. what I found were even worse. Like there were these things called chiggers and they were like mosquito bites, but they last like a year. They're still, and they're raised bites. They're even bigger. I'm like, I wonder if that's what I have. Cause some of the bites, like they left like little, like, you know, they leave like marks. They're horrible. Yeah. If they're the welts, I yeah. think those, that's what they were. Cause they, they were much worse. And cause they, they I still had it for a year and so I, some were people that I was down with were even worse. So I was thankful for that. Yeah, no, I was bad. My legs, everything, they were bad. You know, like um, the shamans were working on me and sometimes they would like make me remove my shirt to like work on my back and stuff. And I'd be in my sports bra and have bites. And they're like, oh, they really like you out here. I'm like, yeah, the bugs love me. <laughs> <laughs> How is ayahuasca for you? Ayahuasca, I love it. I mean, of course, um, you know, it's intense and each ceremony is different. 
Um, but I feel like I have developed a good relationship with her. You know, after you sit with it, with medicine so much, you do develop a relationship with it. So it's more like I was saying, it's more like tarot because she'll show you the truth even if you don't want to see it. And the purge just gets that more that much more intense if you're denying the truth. So now I'm just like, okay, I guess I'm just going to vomit these feelings out. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is a good cleanse with that. Uh, you could have a great emotional purge on it, I found, yeah. and spiritual. Yeah. And I, I found like, once I did that, that was a real game changer too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like that just opens you up. It opens up your channels. Uh, yeah. And I think my heal my journey was mainly physical and mental before that, but that's, I think, started to change into a spiritual one for me. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, first I was just trying to get over the anxiety and depression, you know, I wasn't really thinking about becoming spiritual. That wasn't the intention, wasn't to get into doing all of this. Um, it was just, I just wanted to get better. And, um, with ayahuasca, it started to show me that there was more to this life than we wanted to believe in. You know, it just really, I started to realize like as a child, I've always been spiritually inclined. I just learned to suppress it. Yeah, because I thought spirituality was kind of ridiculous when yeah. I was growing up. And and I, I still think it's it's interesting you brought that up. I still think there's some people that get into the sea just because they want to be spiritual, nothing else. You know, they don't want to yeah. heal or even really do the spiritual practices. They just want to like look spiritual and call yeah. themselves spiritual. Yeah, like I, I feel I was, I mean, like I said, when I was little, I remember some of my earliest memories were praying and I didn't know I was praying back then. I was probably like three, four and then I remember always having like really vivid dreams. I was always really weird as a kid. And they even thought like I was special needs because I would always keep to myself. I was kind of like in a bubble. And then um, my mom went and got me help. And they're like, no, she's just really shy and she doesn't open up to anybody. And then I just kind of just kept everything to myself and just got comfortable trying to fit in with everybody else. You know, you go to school, you do your best to fit in. And then, like I said, I got on route with getting married and doing all that normal stuff and try to forget about spirituality. Yeah. And it was for me, the normal stuff never made me happy. And I yeah. kind of knew it would never make me happy, but mm -hmm. I just kind of like put my, yeah, put blinders on and just went forward anyways. Yeah. Like I was just like, okay, well, that's when I really thought there was, there was something wrong with me then, because I'm like, I'm doing everything that, you know, you're told to be happy. And I wasn't happy, you know, it was just, everything was great. Like I've had a stable life, but inside I wasn't happy. I felt like there was more more to me. Yeah, that yeah. that's what I'm finding too is I think the a lot of depression is really due to people not pursuing their sole purpose. Yeah. They're just because what you're like what you're doing what you're supposed to. I found that's a really big help for me personally. Yeah. Yeah, well when it's like you start hearing that, that real, you know, that inner calling to yourself. It's just like I said, I was always trying to fit into like what people told me that I should be in, like fit into or do what was expected of me. I wasn't really trying to do what I felt was right for me. Like, you know, um, I used to love drawing growing up. I wanted to be an animator and I would tell my mom like, Hey, like I want to, you know, draw for Disney or whatever, Pixar. And she's like, you're not a bad looking girl. Just find a guy to marry you. I'm just like, what the, that's it. Like, so I eventually ended up suppressing that and then just thinking, you know, unfortunately for a lot of women, we just believe that our values based on the way we look and the partner we could snag or whatever, you know? And I'm just like, okay, I'm over that now. <laughs> you know? Catalina's mother, if you're listening, you can find a guy and be an animator. They're not mutually exclusive. Well, yeah, it's just, I think it's, yeah, exactly. It's just the way I, I brought, I was brought more traditional, you know, it's like my family was only working from what they knew. It's like, that's the way they grew up is you meet people young, you get married, you have families and that's it. You know, you carry on. And, um, it wasn't so, and you know, the men was like the main provider and stuff, you know, but times have changed and, you know, we're changing with it. So. Yeah. yeah. That's what I found. We're the first generation that's really breaking the cycle mm -hmm. it seems before us our parents just did what their parents did yeah. and for as long as you know who who know probably for as long as they can record it yeah so it's like why are we the ones to do this well it took me a long time to understand that it's not that my family was trying to say i wasn't capable of anything else they were just working from a place of fear that they wanted me to be provided for and that's what they knew was like stability like you know just make sure it's family. As long as you have a family, you'll be provided for and all of that. And so I am like, it took me a long time to understand that. And now they realize like things have changed and there's more opportunities and 
you know, there's a whole world out there that you could explore now. When before, I think it was just like they just saw that one path, that one, you know. Yeah, that's why it's, I like the way I've come to terms. It's I can't really blame them because they were coming from that's all they knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's what, and now, now I understand. Um, but it took a long time. It took a long time. And I think um, it's also now, you know, with my family, I'm the black sheep because I'm the one that's going out of everything that I was following. And now I'm just like, oh, well, I'm going to start my own little business that's spirit- spiritual and you know, I'm going to start my own path and it's different for my family, but they're learning to accept it. And I found that too, the, the people that are awake and are usually by themselves in their family. Yeah. I don't know why that happens or we need a little isolation to yeah. see some stuff that we're not supposed to. And that opens our perspectives or, or what, but I've definitely found we're kind of isolated at first. Oh, I, it's a lonely road. You know, I feel, um, I think, it's getting better now, but I know exploring spirituality for me was very lonely in the beginning. Now I'm starting to, you know, call in my tribe and all that good stuff. But it it, it was very, I remember I asked the shaman out there in Peru. Um, I think it was the second time and I told her, I was like, it's so lonely. And she's like, well, healing's hard and a lot of people don't want to do it. So it gets lonely. You know, and a lot of people can't relate to that, like the healing, because they don't want to heal. They don't. I found that too. I mentioned it. And uh, I think there's a, some benefit to being alone. Like there's some okay. things you have to do alone. That's, no one can do them for you. Yeah. Well, I feel like it helps you really grow. You know, I, the last time I went, I was in Peru for 28 days and um, a lot of it, I was by myself. And so I was just walking around out there, just, you know, looking at nature and you get tested because you do get lonely. You want to call somebody, you don't have Wi-Fi, you don't have phone, you know, you're just, you, you just figure it out and you have to keep yourself entertained, you know? Yeah. I, I think we've definitely lost that connection to nature and yeah. letting it fulfill us, getting what we need from there. Cause it can provide a lot, as you mentioned with all the medicines down there. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's really, um, it was funny towards that. Like now I'm really sensitive to sounds and what I consume because everything was so simple out there, you know? So it's like, now I'm really sensitive to like social media content, the news, um, Foods, especially like everything was very simple. So if I have anything deep fried over here, it really messes me up now, you know? So it's just, I, I've come to realize like um, being out there made me realize how simplistic I really am. And being over here gets me complicated. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I think we're programmed to just want more and more here. Yeah. But when you are at a place where you're stripped of that and you're either surrounded by good people or by yourself, but in kind of a nice location for doing the work you were doing, yeah. you kind of realize that there's more to what you were told to want. Oh, yeah. And I was like, as a woman, it was awesome to not have to worry about makeup because <laughs> nobody saw you out there, you know? So I was like, oh, okay, so I don't have to worry about it. It was just really just me, like, really getting to the core of me. I wasn't having more, I wasn't worried about having to look a certain way for someone or having to behave. It was just me being me. And it, it felt a lot different, right? Not having to wear or feel like you had to wear makeup or having it, that pressure. It just felt, it just felt more real, you know? I, I mean, I love, I love getting dressed up. I'm girly. I love having, I, you know, I appreciate it. But at the same time, um, it's also now, now not so much, but back, you know, I did um, struggle with the eating disorder. So it was really, it, uh, it really weighed heavy on me, like worried and worrying about what people were going to think about me, you know, like the way I appeared to other people and being out there was just kind of like, well, I learned to accept me for me. So now I don't, you know, I do like to make good impressions and I like people to be happy with me, but I'm not losing sleep over, you know, having to look perfect all the damn time. <laughs> That's good. You know? And how was it coming back with like your first day back from Peru here? Well, the, this last time was 28 days. So it was really, it was actually real. It's been difficult being back because I feel as if I got used to living a certain way out there. And then I came back here and it was back to a life I had stepped away from that was no longer, no longer resonating, you know? Um, so because of that, a lot has been changing. So I'm actually in the middle of all of that right now, acclimating to like a new me because when I came back, everything was different, you know? Yeah. And that's crazy. Cause it was only 
28 days, but the life you knew was no longer there. It was just the, it was, um, it was very eye opening, you know, especially like I had all that time to really, you know, look at the relationships I was in, the environments I was in and kind of realizing that they weren't resonating with me anymore. You know, um, they were at one point, I'm very thankful for them. They helped me grow to a certain, you know, level, but now it was time for me to step out and grow in my own ways. And I know what you mean, because I, I felt like I've wasted time doing a lot of stuff that wasn't for my highest good. And yeah. but now I can't really blame myself because there are lessons. And now I know that's definitely what I don't want because I tried it. And I think it did, did help me to move forward. Well, I feel I feel as if like it all, you know, of course, everything serves its purpose, you know, and then you just get to that point where it's like if you want it you know, stay comfortable and continue that route or if you want to step into the unknown and see what more there is to you, you know, and I'm sitting with the medicine taught me that there's way more and I wanted to explore it. And I was just like, okay. So when I came back, it's pretty much just been like the unknown. <laughs> Every day is like a new, like, oh, so what's going to happen today? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That part of me. And I read that in this Dallas book that we're really supposed to live Without expectations. Yeah. Because here, you you know, we have to make schedules and even to get you on the show today, it's like, <laughs> what time slot do you want? Yeah. But I, that does make sense. Like, we're supposed to be more free and just be able to go with it. Yeah, I, I feel like I think we're supposed to be able to explore ourselves and not be so... I mean, yeah, routines are good, you know, to help you, like, have some stability and everything, but it's also okay to go outside of it and try new things. And I think by traveling and meeting new people and doing all that good stuff, you learn more about yourself. It adds to life. It adds to, you know, the fulfillment, the enjoyment of your experience. Yeah, and, and that's... I kind of realized that. I think when we went to school and if we work a nine to five job, it kind of trains us to have that structured mindset, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, you know, you, you do everything that you can to get by and fit in and be happy. And now, but my whole thing is like now being out there and working with the plants and sitting with medicine, I'm like, Oh, I saw some crazy ass things. Like I want to know what else is out there. I have too many questions now. I'm too curious. So to try to get me the, I remember I would say, because, you know, I'm a receptionist at the gym, and I remember, and this is when I really didn't have the best confidence or self-esteem, I would be like, I think there's more to me than just being a receptionist. And now I'm just like, okay, now I know there's definitely more, you know, I'm learning. Yeah, it's it's really eye-opening to know how much is out there that you don't have no idea. And even though I've learned a lot these past few years, there's still so much more I want to do and explore. Yeah. Kind of wish I could just do the healing journey and spiritual part of it. Just, just that, you know, just explore the rest of my life. That's what I want to do. I'm like, I just want to be a nomad and just like <laughs> travel and do healing re readings and all that stuff and just like live. I just want to live life. You know, that was the beautiful thing about Peru was not like once I was outside of the jungle and just in the city, I was just exploring like crazy and got to see so many different parts of it and meet so many different people and hear stories. And it just made me feel like, wow, life is really amazing. Yeah. And I realized that too. It's, I don't think I was living, actually living yeah. most of my life. Yeah. That was one moment that, um, I think and they took me to the Island of the monkeys and I remember I was having such a good time and I just remember I'm like, wow, like I've been I've been living so many years, but I barely feel like I'm living. Like I've been alive so many years, but I barely feel like I'm living. You know, it's just in that, that, that made me really like for a moment feel sad, but at the same time, it really woke me up because it made me feel like, okay, I'm the one that has to take charge of my life. I can't just keep going on autopilot. And that's hard to go against your family. Yeah. Go against everything you like. I, I structure it, you know, I have a nice structure and now to like let that tower moment you know, see it fall. Yeah. Cause some of my friends, they're awake, but they don't want to say anything They're because it's hard, like to yeah. risk losing family, friends, significant others. It's, do you have any advice for someone in that situation? Like in terms of like letting relationships go or like just the, yeah. Like when, when does someone know, like they should draw the line and, and say, I got to focus on myself and do what's important to me instead. 
Well, I think that's unique to each individual. You know, I think you know when you know. You know, like um, I'm, I don't really care for the person, but what's his name? <laughs> Is it Doctor Phil or whatever? Um, he said something one time that really stuck with me. He's like, you know, you're done when you're not mad, you're not upset, you're not angry. You just you're done. You feel nothing towards it, and that's how I know I'm when I'm done with something. I'm done. Like when I'm not mad, I'm not upset, I'm not picking at it. I'm not. I'm just like it. It's done. Like I always say, like if I'm going through a hard time, I'll let I'll let it burn. And it burns to the point where I just like, okay, it's done. I'm done. I'm brushing it off and I'm moving forward. But that's my process. So I do have people that reach out to me like, what should I do? And I'm like, you'll know what to do when it really comes down to it. I think at the end of it all, each person will know when they have to make, you know, draw those boundaries or walk away. That's great advice, actually. Because like when I was younger, I always want to get the last word or I would like fret on stuff for so long. It'd be so unhealthy, you know? Yeah, no, now... People don't even know I'm done with them. Like, <laughs> I'll just be watching them and I'm just like, this is where I remove myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just got to that point where I'm like, it's not. Oh. I, I just um, it just got to that point where I'm just I know what I have a feel for what resonates with me and what works for me. And if it's not no longer vibing with me, then I just I'll make that tough call. And I'm not everybody's favorite person for doing that anymore. But at the end of the ball, at the end of it all, it's my life to live. And what other people think of me isn't really my opinion. That's yeah, makes sense. And I found personally, just like as my frequency increases, people just drop away naturally. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then I'll meet people on that frequency there'll be less of them it'll be a smaller crew but a better one yeah and they'll surprise you you know that that's actually the really cool thing like yeah it gets lonely it gets lonely for a while because you know and i feel like sometimes some people do come back around you know they'll fade out and then they'll come back around but then you'll realize that maybe there was someone there that you didn't think you had a lot in common with and next thing you know you guys are best friends because you guys are both going down the same path or exploring the same interests you know so it's also that's also really exciting to see like new relationships open up that have more potential for expansion and growth. Yeah, but it and it's looking back on it, when I think of the people who I was friends with with like in school, high school, I was like, what was I thinking? You know, it's yeah. I was completely not picky. I, I think I wanted a friend just to have friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Now it's you get much more selective, I found, on this path. Yeah. Yeah, I was very much a people pleaser. So it was always like, and I always wanted to be accepted. So I would, I'm very adaptable too. So I could adapt myself to pretty much any environment. I, that's one thing I've come to realize. But whether or not it felt right to me or true to me, you know, now it's like, okay, now if it doesn't feel right or true to me, then I just remove myself. And I really don't, um, I've, one thing that was really hard for me to learn too was forgiveness. I could hold a grudge like no other person. Now I'm just like, no, there's no, it's, it's an extra weight I'm carrying, you know? So that's why I said like, when I'm done, I'm just, I'm done. I don't wish anybody any harm. I don't, you know, I hope that, I hope everybody like life turns out well for them and just kind of carry on my own way. And you found it helps you yeah. more, right? Yeah. And then, like I said, sometimes you'd be surprised because you let people go and then they come back around, they're completely different. And then you end up having a better relationship than before. So it's always like moving forward with an open heart and just learning to forgive and, just kind of, for me, taking each day as it comes and learning. There's an opportunity if you want to do a card pull for oh, yeah. the collective. Oh, yeah, you want me to do that? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Let me see what I got right here. Never turn down a card pull. Yeah, let me see. I got all kinds of stuff in here. And what's the difference between Oracle cards and... So Oracle cards for me, it's kind of like um they just give you like some like advice or guidance. And then the tarot, of course, is like, you know, you have your, you know, what is it? Your um your kings, your queens, all that stuff. And they like, you know, what is it? Pentacles, uh, wands, all that good stuff. But I like for, um, for card pulls, I usually do oracles because I feel like tarot really likes to get into details. <laughs> so I'm just like, no, I'm just going to do an oracle card. Let me see. But I have so much stuff in here, so forget me. Oh, no problem. Let me yeah. See what I, got. I don't want to. Let's tell the listeners they're all going to die. For, <laughs> might be a little no, and then dark I'm, for I'm obsessed show. with like decks. So my um, rabbit hole is Etsy. <laughs> if I go on there, I'll just start trying to buy all these decks. So I'll just keep it simple. So I have my 90s Oracle deck. Let's see what comes out. Oh, is this one of your first ones? 
Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s. Uh, yeah, no, um, she's actually one of my, she uh, she makes them, what's her name, Lilac and Lavender, but she makes all kinds of decks, and I usually buy every single deck she makes because she makes, like, unique ones. They have themes, though. This is the 90s. I have another 90s tarot deck. I have all kinds of decks from her. I have a spooky tarot deck from her. With the trolls on them. Yeah, that was yeah, nice. and it's really cool because, um, you know, I grew up in the 90s, so it has, like, a little thing to it. So we'll go ahead and see what comes out. Okay. So sure, Jan. <laughs> so that was just kind of like, I'm like, that's probably people hearing me right now. They're like, whatever. <laughs> no, so that one's just pretty much just like, that's the vibe I'm getting. Pretty, It's like this conversation's either going to resonate with you or not. You know, it's like each person gets to, I don't know, like pick their people. They're, um, you, you know, you're, what is it? I'm trying birds of a feather flock together. So whoever's probably tuning into this podcast is going to like us. And if not, they probably tuned us out by now. <laughs> and then let me see right here. Leave you are out. the creator of your destiny. Make it pretty. I like that. So that's just going like, that's just resonating with our conversation. That's oh, what wow. I feel like, yeah. And actually, if they didn't like it, knowing list, listeners today, they probably just listen to the whole show. Just like they make mean comments and troll us, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. Well, They're not I like mean, us to... At least we're getting some type of attention. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? It's like if you have five haters um, starting at the beginning of the day, you want to make sure you have like 20 by the end. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that, you but know? that's good advice. Yeah, so I'm like, at least you know someone's talking about you. <laughs> and yeah, and sorry to interrupt it. Yeah. What was this one mean? Oh, no. So I was just thinking like this one's just pretty much like, yeah, like I do believe that um, if you do your work, you can create your you know, you're like, you could create your future. I think you could become a co-creator of your future. I think um, we've been taught that it's normal to go on autopilot and to do the normal nine to five and all that stuff. But I think nowadays, um, moving forward, I think the majority of people are being asked to like become sovereign beings to become who they're meant to be, to express their interests. Um, I think there's a lot of gifts that people are suppressing because they're not really exploring who they truly are. So I think that that card's just saying like, you know, like, Get creative, have fun, do your thing. Like, don't, don't be shy. Like just, you know, give yourself a chance, put yourself out there. I agree. That's yeah. great advice. Yeah. I usually say along the same lines. Yeah. And <laughs> no, thanks for showing new, new listeners what this is about. So. Yeah. I'm like, I get shy on the spot, especially cause I'm not used to all this stuff around <laughs> all this equipment. And, but I mean, I just like to play with the cards. Um, usually I'll call friends up and be like, hey, I'm sitting with my decks. Do you want me to pull some cards for you? I, I did that for you, right? Yes, yes, yeah, I you did. I did that I, for you. I think we were like... We were, <laughs> it didn't work out for a while, yeah. but you finally... <laughs> I finally got you. <laughs> you did live up to your words, so yeah. thank you. Listeners, she does get back to you if, you, if your schedule's tight, so yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, of course, of course. And if someone wants to do a reading with you or a Reiki session or combo session... How do you like them to reach out to you? Where can they find you? Um, um, I like Instagram. So I always tell everybody, I'm like, you could go on Instagram. At, um, my page is the intuitive homegirl 44. And then I have a courtesy connection link because I do do consultations before moving forward because it is important for me to establish a connection before working with somebody because it, it's not beneficial to the person or myself if there's no connection there. It's not really going to do us any, any favors. Like you have to be open-minded to these modalities for them to work. I agree. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, there I go being clumsy. Yeah, if you watch my pick a car videos, I'm very clumsy and you know my routine. I like cuss a lot. I'm not very family, family friendly and all that. <laughs> That's being real. That's okay. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and I agree. Not everyone's meant for you. We're, we're not meant for everyone, you know? No, no, no. And that's okay. You know, like, you find your people along the way and it's all trial and error, you know, and it's okay that if you have bad experiences, cause you learn from it all. I think like all experiences are meant for you to learn and grow from. Yeah. Cause while there's definitely scabs and stuff to stay, uh, BS and stuff to stay away from, I think like some people, you know, might think someone's a great healer. And then for other people that not, might not be what yeah. they need. Yeah. You know, like some people, um, you know, vibe with certain coaches or certain, you know, modalities and some people don't really care for it you know like I know some people that are all for Reiki and some people are like I don't get it you know and some people that love readings and some people are like I don't get it and I respect it you know yeah and I'll make sure to put your link below listed below thank you 
You're welcome. And <laughs> is there any one last thing you want to say or touch base on? Um, no, I, I think that's it. <laughs> I'm always like, I don't know. I really don't. Like I said, I'm just, I'm going with it. While I'm just here. <laughs> I understand. This was great sitting with you. And Thank you for having me. Yeah, there's so much more I want to ask. If you're ever welcome for a part two. You can oh, cont- yeah, whenever. I'm like, you know, we're always talking to each other through the DMs. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, there's, yeah, always, I always like our conversations. Yes, we get into detail. And yeah. like the podcast could be based on just our DM conversations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's just how transcribed. Yeah, just, just, re- we'll just read that one day <laughs> yeah. and that'll do a whole show. I'll do like a series of them. Yeah, just hire actors to come in and, and just read our own. Yeah, act them be out like, for, oh, they're strange. I'm like, but I like our strange. Yeah, it's, that's why I knew yeah. I wanted you to be one of the first guests oh, because it's like we had a wide range of topics to we talk do. about. And even like in the healing community, I talked about in like one of the first few episodes how some people are kind of just in one part of it where. That's why I usually cover like consciousness, spirituality, healing, and truth. So yeah, it's like, but some people, even in the scene, they only, you know, cover one thing. But I felt like to be a part of all of it has been really helpful. Oh, I'm, I, I love having an open mind. I love learning. Like I said, I explore things and some things are for me and some aren't. And I totally respect it all because just because something's not for me doesn't mean it's not for you. You know, so that's what I'm. I'm cool with everything. If I don't like something, I just remove myself. <laughs> That's, uh, I, yeah, I'm going to continue. I'm going to remind myself to keep doing that. So thank you. And hope <laughs> listeners heed this advice because it's. I mean, that takes work to get to that point, but it's possible. Trust me. If I, I did not get my, I still work on my self-esteem. It's still daily practice, um, my self-worth and everything. But I've learned that like, if I feel it intuitively, that's no longer for me. I just walk away. Thank you for that. And I want to assure listeners that my reading was spot on that you did. And oh, thank you. I know your combo's legit. So they would be, yeah, to do the right thing if they get called to it to do a session with you for sure. Yeah. And I always work at their comfort. You know, I'm never, um, I'm never someone to like do make somebody do something they're not comfortable with. If anything, that's comfort is key, like priority. I'm the same way. And I found that yeah. too. It's uh, that's, that's what, cause like, I, I like, for me, when I start, I just want to go all the way because I was tired of feeling like I felt like, but I know some people aren't they're there not yet. Ready. They're just, you know, they're barely taking a peek. And <laughs> so that's why even with my combos, I start off with very small, like, you know, just a gentle introduction. So that way the person could see if they want to form that relationship with the medicine, you know? I'm the same way, like yeah. erring on the lighter side where a lot yeah. of the practitioners aren't, you know? <laughs> they take you right in. Yeah. It's yeah. like, I got that for like most of my- Me too. That was rough. Yeah, most of the sessions I started with, so I didn't really know there was this other way. So no, I, I like the I like the gentle introduction. You know, I like the like, okay, we're gonna do it slow, and then see if you like it, and we'll go from there. Yeah, I, I found that's the way to do mm-hmm. it too. So yeah. glad to find it come across another like mind. <laughs> Thank you for listening today. I we had a great show with Catalina. I set up a Patreon. The link is below. Any amount you can donate definitely helps. And please follow us or subscribe because we got another great guest next week. Be seeing you. You've been listening to the Dystopian Renaissance. Spirituality, healing, consciousness, truth. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And tell a friend or two. That would help also. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at the Dystopian Renaissance. And please find the website at www.thedystopianrenaissance.com.